Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on texasfootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or you listen to us in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I mean that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good, twisting and tweaking, pressing the buttons, turning the knobs, pulling the levers. She's a Duchess of the Dorp. She's Ashley Pepper. Pull the lever, Gronk. You still haven't watched that movie, have you? I've been asking you to watch that movie the, the whole time I've been here. Emperor's New Groove. No. It's such a good movie. That's the llama movie? Yes. Hank would love it. Well, there, there's like one like scary type scene. Like It's one of those things, like you talked about that before, like you don't think that it's a scary scene, and then you realize, like, what was it, Moana? Mm-hmm. When she like, She's, like, underwater. Yeah, and you don't think that it's scary, and then you mm-hmm. realize to, like, infant, it is a little mm-hmm. scary. But regardless, Hank at one point needs to watch that he's movie. He's not an infant anymore. He's a toddler. Yes, exactly. So he's getting into the realm of, of maybe. Cusco greatness. Maybe. He's a lot more into um, Leo the truck right now. Okay, well, we need to change that. Yeah, but Leo's got a friend named Lifty who's a forklift. Oh, my. And he's got a friend named... Oh God! What are those other dumb trucks' names? He does some <laughs> See, I forget that, that you have to be like completely immersed in like oh. children's oh. stuff. Oh, it's awful! It's on Amazon Prime if you want. To <laughs> it's called <laughs> that Leo the terrible. It's called Leo the truck. <laughs> it's actually very. A lot of like kids' programming is like an assault on the senses. Yeah. This is very calm. Okay. It's very. It's got like a very nice British narration over the top. Oh well, that's Leo's nice. Leo's building a dump truck today there's lifty oh um god bless it what's his name there's another truck um scoop scoop is a digger oh yeah, yeah. like a like a backhoe yeah like a backhoe okay yeah hank's got shirts that have diggers on them. anyway that's not here nor there today <laughs> is friday october 16th 2020 41 days till thanksgiving episode 1049 1049 the bobby thompson episode not that Bobby Thompson. On today's show, friends, we're going to announce the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week and the Terry Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week. And then we're answering your qu- questions, Pickle. What? We're friends, right? You and me. Oh, assistant spelt wrong. <laughs> 
look, okay. We were we were literally talking about spelling bees in the pre-show, and then like I look at the lower third, and I'm like, yeah, okay, I can see why you weren't in the spelling bee. <laughs> uh, we're gonna answer your questions. It's Mailback Friday. Uh, high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, um, pickles game tonight, pickles eyebrows, um, all of those things. Uh, yeah. Answer your questions uh, either on f- comments on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's, or on the text line, 972-532-6665. Text us, and we will answer your questions as best we can. We have a hard out at 1245 because Pickle is heading to Sal- – it's in Salado, right? Yes, in Salado. Sal- Not that it really matters as a cult enough. Like the, it, They're uh, both kind yeah, of – Yeah, they're both Same distance that. from us. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be about three hours-ish. The, yeah. uh, the Pickles will be there, though. The Pickles are coming up? Yeah, they'll be in Salado. I guess it's going, going down. Not- yeah, I guess that's probably not too far from them. No, it's it's about two hours. Like when we, as they used to be in our district, mm-hmm. and we would play them in basketball. Um, it was about two and a half hours on a bus, so hour forty-five. Hour forty-five, yeah. But yeah, no, they're pumped. Okay, cool. Please tell uh, LP that I said hi. Yeah, I will. Uh, do we first tour through the door? We sure do. It was Stephen Cassie, Sean Burnett, who is saying hi from Ohio. Daniel Agnew and David Garza, welcome oh, in from Ellis, from Ohio, the Sunshine State. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay. Let's first do this. Dave Campbell's Texas Football in conjunction with the Texas Bowl is proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas. Each Monday at noon, TexasFootball.com announces 10 candidates for that week's award. Based on the previous week's on-field performance, we then leave it up to you to vote at TexasFootball.com on who you think should be the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week. Uh, More than 20,000 votes cast this week for the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week. Go, y'all. We have a winner. Your week seven, Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week is. Thank you. And boom. Boom. Albany running back Coy Lefevre ran nine times for 190 yards and six touchdowns on the ground. Coy Lefevre, your Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week winner. Congratulations to all the nominees. Burke Wahlberg from Richardson Pierce. Antoine Jones from Lubbock Estacado. Trey Harden from Montgomery. Danique has done from uh, uh, Crosby. Javion Carr from Arlington Sam Houston. Bo Baker from Bells. Bishop Davenport from Spring. Zaravian Armendarez from Raymondville. And Will Castleberry from Junction. But a very special congratulations to the Week 7 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week. Albany running back Coy Lefevre. Congratulations to Lion Nation up there in Albany. Finally, Dave Campbell's Texas football is uh, Dave Campbell's Texas football and Dairy Max are proud to team up this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work that assistant coaches put in on behalf of their teams. Each week, the Texas football staff nominates four deserving assistant coaches across the state for the Dairy Max built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week and let fans decide on the winner via Twitter poll. It all leads up to the Dairy Max, built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year, decided at season's end. Your Week 7 Dairy Max, built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week, is... Perryton Defensive Coordinator Josh King. In a dominating effort, the Rangers defense guided Perryton to its first win of the season, beating Alpine 14-0 and allowing just 60 yards of total Offense. In fact, hold on. I have some other notes that Coach sent me. Um, let me see if I can find this real quick. Uh, but I te- so I had to text Coach to confirm. Yeah, here we go. I had to con- text Coach to confirm um, that uh, that co- that Coach King uh, was still their uh, their defensive coordinator. So I texted uh, Coach Harbather up there at uh, at 
uh, Perryton, and he sent along some other notes, including they had 16 tackles for loss, five sacks, and three interceptions in their shutout. Ooh, man. So congratulations to Perryton defensive coordinator Josh King for being the Week 7 Dairy Max, built by Chocolate Milk, assistant coach of the week. Well-deserved to the Rangers. We're at Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon. On TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Please consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash Insider. No, it's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. I got that wrong. TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Oh, come on. I'm sorry. You better. Be. I've worked here for like 10 years. I've been through like four websites. All I'm hearing is excuses. Sir. <laughs> Anybody else getting a little tired of pickle? Sass. <laughs> Sassy pickle. I thought y'all hired me to bring in sass. I thought that was my sole purpose of being here. Hashtag sassy pickle. Get it trending. Oh, God. <laughs> we have enough All right. pickle trends going on for hashtags. We need to dial that back. All right. <clears throat> Mailbag Friday. It's mail it in Friday. We are going to answer your questions uh, about high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel. Uh, the news, voting, um, uh, science, uh, spelling. Those go to you. I'll answer All of those questions. things. Uh, ask your questions on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's, or bring, on the TFT text line, 972-532-6665, 972-5-DAM-OK, 972-532-MONK. Uh, we will answer as many questions as we can up until about 1245. That gives us about 34 minutes to answer some questions. Uh, of note, I do want to make sure I shout this out. There was a little bit of news last night uh, or this morning. Uh, the Southern Miss UTEP game has been postponed. Mm-hmm. Um, that game got, is getting canned because uh, Southern Miss is dealing with their own COVID issues. They had to take last week off because their opponent had COVID issues and now Southern Miss is taking the week off because of their own COVID issues, which now affects UTEP. So the UTEP Southern Miss game, if you have not heard, is off. Um, and then also, a very quick shout out to Corpus Christi Carroll. Yep. Last night, Corpus Christi Carroll beat Corpus Christi Ray, snapped their 25-game losing streak. Congratulations to the Tigers. Very well deserved. Working hard. Uh, good for them. Glad they were able to get in the win column. Alright, Pickle. We has got any, a bunch of them. Has anybody asked any questions? We have a bunch of them. Let's start off with a uh, a lower classification that I know that we are very excited for this game tonight. Um, Tristan Ormsby asked, Wink versus McKamey. Yeah, this is a, a really interesting matchup for me for a variety of different reasons. There is a... This is, first and foremost, just like a huge game kind of to determine um, just like the, the, the shape of this district. Um, Wink and McKamey are two teams that we thought were going to be at, near, at or near the top of this uh, district, and mm-hmm. in fact, uh, they have. Uh, Wink's off to a great start, 7-0. Probably probably exceeded our expectations even a little bit. And this is, this is a huge game, a district opener. These are, in my view, a respect to Iran and Plain. So this is a four-team district. All these teams are making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Um... Is it four or five? I'm sorry, it's a five-team district. Yeah. But they're only... Pl- <laughs> we are confused. <laughs> Maybe that's just coded wrong, but, like, they played Seagraves last week. I don't know if that was a district game, though. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Point is, both these teams are making the playoffs, right? But this, these are, in my in my estimation, apologies to uh, Seagraves, Ira, Ann, and, and, and Plains... 
These are the two best teams in the district by a considerable margin. Uh, Wink has been off to a fantastic start, thanks in large part to the sophomore quarterback, Cannon Gibson. He's been a star. He's been great for them. Going up against McKamey, who has been a real a, a real revelation, I think, especially on the uh, the offensive side. I think that Coach Woodard uh, there at McKamey has been able to put together something uh, that we didn't necessarily expect offensively, and that's been fun to watch. This has been a team that I think has taken leaps and bounds, uh, and, and Yvonne Rubio, their quarterback, has been excellent. This is a team that, that is running the ball very well. Uh, I expect a really good game. Um, I lean towards Wink. Um, I think that this is that that right now that that offense has been really really hard to hold down, and so I lean a little bit towards Wink. Fascinating matchup in this one could really go either way. There's also the um, kind of undercurrent of like a little bit of kind of like a rivalry here. Yeah, and what I mean by that is so. What I mean by that is, so from what I understand, I believe that there were a couple of players on the McKamey team who transferred in from Wink in the offseason. Interesting. So, I don't know if there's bad blood. I don't know if it's going to get chippy, but I do know that there are a couple players who play for McKamey now who played for Wink last year. You can only expect that that would get a little chippy. Right. Uh, I lean towards Wink in this one. I think it's a close game. I think it's a fun game, but I think uh I think I think the one two A division two title is decided tonight and I like Wink on the road, but that is what do I know? All right. A big one that uh we've been talking about since last week when it got scheduled. How about Alito versus Cedar Hill? How about Alito versus Cedar Hill? The more I think about this game. <clears throat> The more I think about this game, the more I think we're going to know the shape of it by the end of the first quarter. Yes. Um, as I just continued to kind of kind of roll it around in my head, we think that these two teams from an athlete perspective are pretty evenly matched. Um, obviously, you know the stars on, on both sides. You know JoJo Earl for Alito, DeMarco Roberts for Alito. Uh, you know Caden Salter for, for Cedar Hill and their unbelievable wide receiver core. Mm-hmm. Where I think the advantage for Alito is, is that they start fast, and at least in the early going of the season, Cedar Hill has not. Mm-hmm. Where I think the advantage for Cedar Hill will be is that I think their defense has taken a significant step forward, mm-hmm. and I'm also not sure if the Alito secondary can match up with the wide receiver core right. for, for uh, Cedar Hill. So I wonder if right out of the gate we're going to know, right? I think that, like, this is one of those games I could see going a variety of different ways. I could I could absolutely see Alito jumping out to a 21 nothing lead at the end of the first quarter and then just, like, holding off Cedar Hill from there. Right. Allowing, like, 17 points but not, right. not enough to beat him. I could also see the reverse of that where Cedar Hill, it just becomes apparent to us that, like, Cedar Hill, they, they just overmatch a bigger team. Mm-hmm. And it's not it's not possible for them to, to to kind of hang in there. Right. I could also see anything in between. I, I I'm I'm really interested in the first twelve minutes and who mm-hmm. comes out hot and, and who who what this game looks like after twelve minutes. If it's if it's fourteen fourteen or it's seven seven or it's seven nothing, like game on, we're gonna have a really fun finish. But right. like like I don't we don't still don't have enough data for both of these teams. They've only played a combined three games. Mm-hmm. And so we still don't have enough data to really know exactly what these teams are about. I wonder if that first quarter is going to give us a better, more 
uh, comprehensive view of what these teams are. Yeah, I think if Cedar Hill keeps it close, then you're looking at a depth issue for Alito in, 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 at the end of the game. But yeah, if Alito runs out with it, it's going to be game over pretty quickly. I, I I think that's correct. Like the other thing is that like you know, this could be kind of a home run hitting contest. There's a lot of like highlight real players on this field. Oh yeah, and this could be a home run hitting contest. I picked Cedar Hill because of the defense and the depth. But I do think this game is going to be really interesting. And, you know, we have NS number one, kind of famously, in, in 5A Division II. Um, Like, a win here would be the most impressive win in 5A Division II so far this year. Mm-hmm. If they were, like, if, if, if oh, Alito yeah. were to pull it off. And honestly, even if Alito just plays them close. Like, I'm not trying to make excuses for them, but I'm just saying that if they play them close, a, a state-ranked 6A team, you know, that's a really good data point for them. That's a really positive thing. So, I'm really fascinated. I think we're going to learn a lot about both these teams. Um, I'm not ready to bury either. Unless one of them goes out there and loses 75 to nothing. Right. I'm not ready to bury either of them. Uh, but I think we'll learn a lot about both Well, teams. and it's a thrown-together game, so you can't... It's a little interesting. Yeah. So. Um, another big school matchup. What about Manville and North Shore? What about Manville and North Shore? Another game that was kind of put together right before the season started. Mm-hmm. Like whenever things were kind of thrown together, North Shore and Manville both had like a week four opening. Uh, and they were like, yeah, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> um, it, I don't know if I want to worry about North Shore's defense. Um, Part of me wants to, but also I, I also freely recognize that part of me just wants something to talk about with North Shore aside from they're just beating the tire out of people. Like right, I freely yeah. recognize that like I'm kind of manufacturing something here. But like the defense over the past first three games has been fine, but not like dominant, right? They've basically outscored teams. I mean, they've they're giving up twenty two points a game. Which is not bad, especially considering they're playing. They played Klein Collins and they played Alvin Shadow Creek. You know, Willis was a team they were they were, like they were always going to kind of overmatch. Mm-hmm. Like, we after tonight, or I guess tomorrow night. No, tonight. After tonight, I will know whether or not I want to worry about North Shore's defense. Mm-hmm. Like after tonight, the other thing about North Shore is like next week they take on Westbrook. No, uh, never mind. I was about to say something dumb. Um, they get Westbrook next week. <laughs> they got a task seat at the end of the season on uh, day after Thanksgiving. I, I don't know. Like, I don't worry about their offense, but my, but I want to find out tonight about their defense because if Manville, which definitely has weapons, but is probably much more of a defensive team than an offensive team this year, in my estimation so far, and their defense is is kind of what leads the way. Um, if Manville kind of lights them up. You know, maybe we start to give some pause to, to North Shore's defense. I, right. We knew that they were going to be replacing a number of key pieces, and a lot of, they were going to have a lot of youngsters back there. Um, they could still certainly grow, but that's that's what I've got my eye on in this one is the North Shore defense. I think the I think the Manville uh, the Manville defense against the North Shore offense is fascinating. I love that Manville defense. I love yes. that Manville secondary. Oh yeah. Um, I think they're really really good, and I think they're going to challenge. Play for the Cowboys right now. I think they're going <laughs> to. I think they're going to challenge Demetrius Davis. Um, I like North Shore in this one. I don't think that's necessarily a surprise. Six A over five A. It's a, like the number one team in six A uh, against the number one, you know, state ranked five A team. Mm-hmm. 
I'm just I'm interested in kind of the the nuts and bolts of this game. I'm right. interested in the nuts and bolts and specifically taking a look at how the, the North Shore defense handles this. This is a good time. measuring stick yeah, for, for sure. them. For sure, just like position wise, it's a team that Manville should or it's a team that North Shore should win or a game that North Shore should win. It's a game that North Shore should probably come out and and win comfortably in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. If they don't. Again, maybe I'm just manufacturing something. Like, maybe I'm just thinking too hard about this yeah. and trying to find something interesting to talk about instead of, like, North Shore, super good. But, like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's, what I'm, else I'm is inter- there to say, I'm interested right? in this one from from that perspective. What's next? All right, let's talk about uh, the game that I will be at tonight. It'll be China Spring visiting Salado. Do you have opinions on that? Do you want me to take that over? Um, I think this one's going to be a fun game, and I think that it's going to be a game about who makes the least amount of mistakes, mm-hmm. preferably. Um, specifically, China Spring is just fast. I mean, they've mm-hmm. got Emmanuel Abdallah, Abdallah. Mm-hmm. yeah, who is just an unbelievable player. Uh, their quarterback major Bowden, like Bowden. bow down. Yeah, Bowden. coach made sure to stress that to me. Bowden. It's not like so it's bow, like, but so, bow, right. bow so down. It's, it's, yeah. it's like Bowden. It's like Bobby Bowden. Yes, got it. Yes, um, he he's really stepped up into that role. But I think that specifically, it's just going to be. I mean, Salado runs the slot to the offense, and Brian Bell said they know that they're going to have to get to the ball fast with that. Um, but I think I think it's going to be really whose defense plays better tonight. I think that this is a great matchup of teams with a similar style in a different way. Yes. That Salado kind of runs that wing T, mm-hmm. right? They run the they run the wing T, they do it with Rook Brown. They do it kind of they they kind of give the ball around. They they're both ground based attacks. Mm-hmm. Uh China Springs kind of like a much more kind of pro style running game with with uh, Abdallah kind of turn around handed to him. Mm-hmm. Uh they can they both of them can. I don't want to take anything away. Both of them can throw the ball a little bit, but a lot of this comes down to them running the ball as right. they run the ball. So go the teams. I do think that Salado has played a tougher schedule so yes. far. Salado's already played Grandview. Salado's already played Stephenville. Salado's you know already played Waco Conley last mm-hmm. week. A kind of a signature win last week where their defense really stepped up. I am, I am very interested to see. Can the Salado defense, which was excellent last week against Connolly, mm-hmm. can they do it again against a really, really fast um, uh, China Spring team? That's a big question for me. Yes. Um, I love this game. I think it's game fascinating. I'm glad you're going to be there. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah. I and I think the the other thing is, too, when you look at – I asked Coach about, like, the Grandview game. Like, I was like, obviously, that was such a big game. And he was like, we basically just shot our, like shot ourselves in the foot. It was 21-7 mm-hmm. at the end, but it was a couple fumbles that the offensive uh, side of the ball had that really just – he was like, they didn't make mistakes, and we did. So I think the mistakes tonight are going to be a big deciding factor in, no, in th- who takes that one. I think that, I think that you're right. Um, and, look, if you're Salado, you've already got a win over Waco Conley – in your pocket. Mm-hmm. If you win tonight, you would have to spit the bit not to win the district championship. Yes. China Springs still has to go through Connolly later, mm-hmm. and it could kind of turn that district into, into a, a tiebreaker if, Yeah, if China Spring beats Salado, then the district 9-4-A Division two kind of thing gets wacky. Mm-hmm. Uh, this would not, like, if China, or if Salado wins, if Salado takes command of okay. that district. Yep. Um, very, very intrigued by this. I do think this is, China Springs' toughest test to date, and we're going to learn a lot about the Cougars. Mm-hmm. What's next, Pickle? 
Um, how about we go? A couple of different people have asked about the uh, the Timson Bears. Are about they for the, real? Yeah, I I I'm buying. I yeah, I would, I'm buying I would Timson. Say I'm buying in that. This was a team that we did not necessarily think. In fact, let me pull up our preseason picks. Um, where did we have Timson? Um, we had Timpson uh, finishing fifth in their own district. Um, admittedly, a, a, a you know, good district, but we have them. Come on, you dumb thing. We have them 47th in our computer rankings in 2A Division I. Uh, they have now risen to 7th, risen 40 spots. And look, I don't think, I don't think that they are, um, I don't think that they're a, a, a flash in the pan. I don't think that they're a surprise. Like, they're a surprise because we didn't necessarily see this coming. But, like, I don't. I think it's to the point that they're a bona fide contender. I think what yeah. Coach Thurwanger is doing there is, 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 is outstanding. I think that that win, the real turning point win for me was when they beat Price Carlisle the way that they did back on the 18th of September. That was the one I was like, oh, okay. Like, that was the kind of the wake-up call. Everything else, it's like, ah, you know, maybe Frankson's not that good. Alto's kind right. of around the struggle. You're comparing the other team to how good they really yes, are rather exactly. than looking at... And them. then, by the way, they've opened up district play going through Shelbyville and Garrison and both winning both convincingly. Mm-hmm. Now, look, there's, there's still two huge challenges left, right? Tonight against St. Augustine, and then um, and then at the end of the season, Week Ten against Joaquin. Um, but look, there's no reason to think there's no reason to think that they can't win this district. Mm-hmm. There's like they are going. In fact, I'll tell you right now, the computer has them favored in the rest of their games. Like now. I think San Augustine's an interesting challenge. I think that's a team that's better than their record indicates. They're three and two, but their losses this year are to um, their losses are to Winsboro, who's who's been really good. That's a really good three A team, and then they lost last week to Joaquin, who's been undefeated. And they lost by four points. I'm not like I think San Augustine's an interesting challenge. Coach Murr is always it's a very physical team, and so for Timpson, they're going to have to match them physically. But yeah, look, I mean, if if you are Timpson tonight. You have an opportunity to set up one of the biggest games in recent program history at the end of the season mm-hmm. with Joaquin. Because Joaquin, now that they've beaten St. Augustine, Joaquin, between now and then, they've got West they got West Harden tonight. They're going to be favored by their considerable favorites. Of the, and they play Shelbyville. Shelbyville, I still think, is pretty good. But it's interesting. Like, Timpson could set themselves up for a bona fide district championship game at home for all the marbles, for for everything, which would be fun. Right. So, big game tonight against San Augustine. I lean. I think the Bears. I think the Bears can do it. I think the Bears can do it. Uh, this was a question sent in earlier this week to the text line from Jacob John. He said, "Which teams have brought you the greatest joy with their performances thus far?" Mm, which teams spark joy? Yes. <sighs> Queen City. Okay. Queen City I like that. came into the year on a, like a 28 game losing or losing streak mm-hmm. and they jumped out to like a 5 and 0 record like something like that. Just a crazy crazy story there and an incredible job there from Queen City. Um boy. Who else brings me joy? I'm I'm inherently joyless. <laughs> um I'm Trying to think that bring me joy. Yeah. I don't know, man. Um it's a good it's a good 
good question. Um, I've been impressed. I mean, I was so far. I know it's still fairly early on in the season, oh. but Rockwall so yeah. far. I mean, to new see coach. just you, you lose Jackson Smith in the Jigba, and then you get a brand new coach. Who, he was in the program, but still. And it's like, man. It also brings me no joy to say that Lano – uh-huh. I was going to wait and see if you brought it up, but yes. <laughs> Lano's off to a great start. Yes, they are. And 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 so yeah, you know, the the um the, the yellow jackets. <laughs> um yeah, like I always I inherently because I'm I'm a sucker for these types of things. Mm-hmm. Uh the reason like there's a reason that earlier in the show I made sure to shout out Corpus Christi Carroll because yeah. to me what makes high school football special and interesting is everyone has to be measured on their own curve. Right. L- like, let me put it this way, okay? This year, um, El Paso Socorro is not going to win the state championship. No. that it's, 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 it's not going to happen, okay? But El Paso Socorro has the state's longest losing streak. What I want from them is to see them win a game. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. And then, like, what we were, we were talking earlier, when we, yesterday when we talked with Palacio coach, coach Chad Graves. Yeah, for the first time in 60-some-odd years. Yeah, for the first time since 64, they could win a district championship. Yeah. Right? Those types of things, those types of accomplishments that resonate within communities, that's what I like to see. That's what I'm rooting for. That's why I, a couple of years ago, when, when San Antonio Memorial won their first ever district championship and they were going crazy, knowing full well they were never going to no. get near AT&T Stadium, it just wasn't going to happen. Those types of measuring sticks for the community mm-hmm. make me happy. Yes, so, I agree completely. That's where I'm at. Um, okay, up next, let's go. Your thoughts, this one comes from Caleb Thomas, your thoughts on Brock versus Ponder. Mm. Uh, well... <laughs> Uh, I I'm, I think I think yeah I think Brock's Say gonna win nicely. <laughs> I think Brock's gonna win. I think Ponder has struggled a bit. Um, Ponder uh, is is three and three. Mm-hmm. Good for them. Um, Brock's a different animal. Brock's a different animal. Um, and the yeah, Brock's a different animal. Yeah, Brock's, Brock's pretty clearly the best team in my opinion right now in three A Division One. Grandview's in that mix too. But no, especially on the road. But I think that Ponder can grab some things out of this game that they can work on, specifically with the other teams in the district that are much, much more evenly matched. So take a look at that district, right? Take a look at that district. You you probably say Brock's going to get a a playoff spot. Right Right now, I'm comfortable saying Pilot Point's going to get a playoff spot. Boyd, I would like to see a little bit more before I'm willing to buy in on them. I still think the bulk of their tough games are are, 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 are to come. Um. But, you know, they got that big win last week over over the aforementioned Ponder. If you are Ponder, you're fighting for, in my opinion, that fourth playoff spot. Measure yourself against the, the district champion champion, and get ready for those last two games uh, against Bowie and against Paradise and hope that you can uh, slip into that fourth playoff spot. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at. Uh, I would expect uh, Brock to win. I would expect Brock to win comfortably. And, yeah. Those questions make me uncomfortable. Because <laughs> Brock Brock is a big favorite. Yeah. Um, okay. Before Stephen Cassie has a coronary over here, do we have an update on the college football pick'em? Uh, yeah, we're not doing it. Okay, that's what I thought. Sorry. Yeah, we tried to figure it out, um, on our website, and because of the moving target of schedules and because of things 
Because the football season, college football season, is not happening in a linear fashion. Just like today, how UTEP literally right. got postponed today. Because of that, there was not an elegant way to code it. And so as a result, the college pick is off for 2020. Yes. It's so, another thing canceled in 2020. Yeah. We're, we're used to this at this point. Right. So thank you. Okay, there's that update. Um, here we go. A big rivalry game that might be flying a little bit under the radar. How about East Dillon versus Dillon? What? Is it... What, did I say it wrong? You know what you're doing. Yeah. What's the next question, Pickle? <laughs> uh, who will win the Cal Allen versus Corpus Christi Miller game? Uh, I don't know. It's a good game. I, I mentioned it in the picks. Um, Cal Allen is it's such a stylish stylistic clash and step and i talked about this on tep and step that like one of the things that i think is so interesting about this game is that you have these two teams that play at such disparate paces miller wants to get out and run mm -hmm. miller wants to go 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 and it is a stroll for uh, for, for Phil Danaher and, and Corpus Christi Cal Allen. Like, that's what they want to do. They want to take their time as opposed to, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go for Miller. And so, and, and, and normally, Miller is able to get their opponent to play their game. But you're also going up against, like, the master of making you play their game, which is Phil Danaher and Corpus Christi Cal Allen. They slow everyone down. They're just like, nope. We're going to bring that throttle down. Bring it down. Because they don't want to get out and run. They want to take their time. They want to relax. They want to grind out the clock and things like that. So the biggest question is, can Justin Evans and Corpus Christi Miller, and co quarterback Andrew Body, can they get, can they get, like, the Wildcats into a shootout? Mm -hmm. Can they say, you know what? No, let's get out and run, baby. Like, like. Put, like press the issue so much that they have to get out of their game plan because the game plan every single week it seems like for 40 years for for uh Cal Allen has been slow it down like let's 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 win this thing 34 to 17 or 31 to 14 or or 31 21 or 28 14 that's what they want to do Miller wants to be like let's play a 68 43 game. How about that? You want to do that? Because we're pretty sure we can win that game. That's what's fascinating to me. The players are interesting. I don't need to tell you about Jeremiah right. Earls. I don't need to tell you about Andrew Body. I don't need to tell you about all these guys. They're great. They're fun to watch. What I'm interested in is the pace. What I'm interested in is the style. What I'm interested in is who dictates what this game looks like. Who dictates the terms of engagement. That's what I'm interested in. And I just, I, I'm going to go, I'm going with Cal Allen just because I think that they are. A, a team that is used to dictating the pace. All right. How about Cameron Yo versus Troy? Man, that district. Yeah. That district is wild, man. It's uh, wild we we knew we knew it was going to be we knew it was going to be like a fun district. Mm -hmm. Like it's a, it's like just a bunch of Central Texas powers, right? But like, do you know, know who's do you know who's that. really? It's two things. Okay, two things have kind of turned this district upside down. One is that Troy has kind of str is, has struggled defensively, mm -hmm. and 
like they're the best offensive. Uh, they're one of the best offensive teams in in that district. But they just like the defense just has not been there, mm-hmm. and as a result, they dropped a couple of games they shouldn't have. Like you know, when when you take a look at uh, what was it last week that they lose? Um, yeah, they lost fifty eight fifty seven to McGregor, McGregor last week. Yeah. Like if they play a little bit better defense, they win that game. Mm-hmm. Like if they make two or three defensive plays, they win the game. That turns it upside down. The other part of it is the other is the other part of that, which is McGregor. McGregor, uh, like up de- upsets Rockdale. Mm-hmm. Upsets Rockdale, loses to Academy, and then beats Troy. Yeah, like it's like well, I don't know what all... I don't know what's going on. That team is impossible to get a read on because they simultaneously have like a couple of like really nice wins mm-hmm. and like a couple of like head scratching losses. Right, they're a weird team, and everyone in that district looks that way. I mean, they're all two and they're one, all, one and it's, one, it's like all way up in the air. Yeah, uh, so we're gonna sort it out. Uh, look. The thing I'll say about Cameron Yo is I think that what they did last week defensively is maybe the best they've looked. I know that like they, you know, they they held Franklin to 8 points. I think that this is that was probably their best defensive effort with a, an academy offense that was really humming along. They're going to need that again against Zakarbacic. I also think that like I gotta see Troy stop somebody. Mm-hmm. Like I just gotta see Troy stop somebody. So I'm, 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 I, I like Yo. In this one, I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be a close game. The question is gonna be, can Troy's defense step up and make a couple plays? Right now, I just trust the the Yo defense a little bit more uh, than than the Troy defense, and that's 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 my reason for taking the Yo. One. Yeah, and you know, I mean, who's Rockdale have this week? Rockdale's such a mystery too. Yeah, they're. But you, you know what? The weird thing is. Every one of their well, no, I mean the McGregor, McGregor is just like McGregor is just like ruining <laughs> like my like everything was everything was really simple in my mind, and then McGregor came in and be like, "What if I light this on fire?" Yeah, it's literally a it's a strike or a spare every like it's you know so like weird. They have the week off. They ball. have the week off, and then yeah, um, and then by the way, don't forget Lorena. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That district is it's wild. <laughs> okay, what's next? Um, how about Livingston and Splodora? Ah. Uh, is, is, is it Marcus Schultz asking the question? This is Tony Blaylock. Okay. Um, it's an interesting matchup. I think Splendora is probably a team that's better than their 3-3 three and three record indicates. Um, they've lost... Like, they, they lost to a couple of 4-8s, or they lost to, to Chapel Hill and Bernie in the early goings. I think both those losses are, are okay, but it kind of... The biggest thing for them is... Like the last couple of weeks, these past two games, their win over Shepard and then the last week's district opening win over Viter, those have been by far, by far, their best defensive effort. Mm-hmm. Because the defense was in the early going. I mean, they gave up 65, 37, 40, and 34 in their first four games. They take a bye week, they shut out Shepard, and then they hold Viter to 14 in, in what was a bit of an upset win. Um, now they take on a Livingston team that has kind of been living like on the edge. Mm-hmm. Like they play a lot of close games, a lot of close games. And, you know, they're, and, and I think that in a lot of ways, like they're four and two, the win last week over Lumberton was nice. Mm-hmm. The The question is for me is going to be, was the Splendora that we've seen, was the defense we've seen the past two weeks, is that the new norm? If that's a new norm... I think Splendor is going to win this game uh, because I think that that 
uh, I think Marcus Schultz does a good job of coaching offense enough that mm-hmm. that like the offense is going to be a, a dangerous team. I think that I think that you look at what they've been able to do offensively. They've got uh, an outstanding running back in Zane Obergon. Uh, they've got a couple of other playmakers out there that they that they really like. This is a good team. My question is going to be on the defensive side. Can is is what we've seen the last couple of weeks the new normal for Splendora? If they have another defensive effort like that, they're going to win. And by the way, if they win, then I think that they're going to be the favorites in that district. Do I miss speaking on a turn? Uh, Huffman Hargrave. Um, uh, it'll be a toss up at the end of that one. Yeah, they'd be second in that district. Mm-hmm. I take Huffman Hargrave over Splendora, but big matchup for them. Like continue the momentum. If you believe in momentum, continue the uh, the the you know the, the the good vibes around Splendora right now. So, I like Splendora. I like Splendora, close one, seven to ten points, something like that. All right, Let's okay. See. We got a couple of non-football questions that we can round this thing out with. Okay, okay. First one specifically, they want your thoughts on this. Why do we drive on parkways and park on driveways? Please explain that logic. Because the English language is like one big pile of dumb. It's it is a, you've got to remember that English is a living language. Okay, mm-hmm. it's breathing. It's changing all the time. Like we have now had the word FOMO in our <laughs> in our vocabulary. Uh huh. It's a it's it's a growing language. Yes. Why do we do it? I don't know. Somebody thought it'd be funny. Yeah. The other thing is that like I'm sure that one of them. I'm sure that one of them came along. Mm-hmm. Whichever came first, like the idea of the park, like the idea of a parkway or the idea, idea of a driveway. driveway. And it's like, and then the other one came after that. We're like, we need a name for this. It's like, well, you know what? Well, here's shoot, the thing. We already gave the name here's, away. Here's the thing. Here's why we do it. Because a road came along and somebody said, you know what sounds like a really cool name for that is a something parkway. Mm-hmm. It's like, fine. And so then it's like, okay, well, now we have these places at our houses where we leave our cars. What do we call them? We yeah. go... Well, we can't call them a parkway. Uh, car it. hole. <laughs> um, that's a vague Simpsons reference. <laughs> um, and they're like, oh, screw it. Call it driveway. driveway. Be done with it. All right. So there's that. Um, let's see. Two more here. Any fun or not so fun stories on getting lost to a game, like on the way to a game? They said before GPS, but... Hmm. Like, I definitely don't have any stories pre-GPS of getting lost. I don't think, like, I wasn't even driving pre-GPS. Um, My stories are not necessarily getting lost. My stories are, like, getting stuck in traffic and almost missing, missing. the start of a game. Yeah. Um, especially when I was working for the Dallas Morning News, where a lot of my job was you kept your own stats. Mm-hmm. And so if you miss, like, a couple plays, and it's not like in, like, a Major League Baseball thing where somebody's keeping stats and you just feed off of feed them. Up, yeah. It's like you're probably the only person keeping stats. stats. So if you yep. if you miss the first couple of plays, like, you're screwed. Um, uh, yeah, I've, I've come close to, to missing, like, kickoff and missing a couple of games. I've been, like, running up the stairs, like, as the National Anthem's playing and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, but no... I haven't gotten lost. Like my, a lot of my stories would would have to do with like trying to find Wi-Fi to file my like before like Wi-Fi was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, there would be some press boxes that I would go to that didn't have internet, yep. and so then I would go and gun it to like a McDonald's, McDonald's, yeah, and sit in the parking lot 
and like file my thing. And then I've also filed over the phone before where I dictated it to somebody over mm-hmm. the phone, like on the desk. So those are those are my more interesting stories, which obviously you guys are all enthralled. Yeah, I, I've had to find some I have a we have a hot spot for me to post the instant reaction video. But sometimes when we were covering the smaller school games, it didn't quite get serviced well. So it was, yeah, hunting down somewhere to. Oh, to upload the instant reaction. Video. Also, I must shout out one more high school football team that brings me joy this year. Oh, gosh. As, as much as it pains me to say, but the Abbott Panthers do bring me joy. <laughs> and that has nothing to do with the fact that Terry Crawford just texted me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do with that. All right, last one. Last one. Uh, worst dating advice you may have learned by experience. Mm. See, because it's been a minute since I've dated. Yeah. Like, like I, I, I live in a house. I live in a big house with my wife. Not a big house. <laughs> I live in my wife's house. Um. Uh, no. Okay. I. This is this. I, I've said this before. All right. This is not bad. This is not bad advice. This is good advice that I learned the the, the hard way. No, not the hard oh, way. Okay. The the right way because okay. I did it and it worked because okay. I married her. <laughs> Flowers are five bucks at your grocery store. Mm-hmm. Five bucks. You are going to spend a lot more at dinner, mm-hmm. at a movie, at whatever you're going to do. Okay, that five bucks is the best return on investment <laughs> that you will ever that like that, that I swear to you. Mm-hmm. They don't even have to be like fancy flowers. No. Because like 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 most most women I would say there are some women who are like very much like they want the big bouquet of flowers so yeah, I don't want no. to be maybe I just married a low maintenance woman. Yeah. But like if you just get the $5 carnations, right? Mm-hmm. That is a $5 symbol that has a much higher return on investment. Part of that is also that my grandmother was a florist. And so mm-hmm. my dad, my, like I grew up and my dad brought my mom flowers and still does brings my mom flowers like a lot mm-hmm. and it always works. It yep. always works. <laughs> always. Nobody's no, like my wife has never been like, Oh, flowers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like pickle. If some, yeah. if, if, if a boy brought you flowers, mm-hmm. you would be like, Thank you. These are very nice. I yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. It's a it's a nice gesture. And 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 from the from the dude's perspective, let me just tell you, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, the return on investment is is there. It yep. is a great return on investment. Mm-hmm. Like much like like you can take her to a a five hundred dollar dinner, mm-hmm. and it will have a similar impact that As the five dollar bouquet flowers. of flowers. Yeah. That's my. Yeah. Also, just like open doors. Like my, yeah. I was like the first person. My wife to- told me that I was the first boy that ever opened her car door for her, mm-hmm. like on our date. Yeah, like on our first date, and she was like immediately like, "Oh, like people, yeah." That that little stuff, mm-hmm. it like it adds up. Oh yeah, pays off because I have no business being married to that woman. <laughs> but like, tricked her good. <laughs> you know, now she's stuck. Very nice. Anything else? Do yep. you have any dating advice? Um, I would say that if you're not, if you know for a fact you're not into a person, like from the get go, just go ahead and tell them because I've messed up of being too nice of just trying to like play it off, like, oh yeah, thanks, bud, or you know something Ooh. like that, and then they keep Ooh, you coming back, them? yeah. So it's like, 
like I try to just be nice and not just say like nope get out of the DD like the DMs it's it's not happening but I've realized that sometimes it's just better to do that straight up from the front or else they keep coming back around and then finally you're like hey I don't know if you've got this yet but this is not happening so it's easier just to be like straight up honest from the get-go yeah I feel like like don't even try to be like overly nice like you don't have to be mean about it but just say like hey this isn't happening right now that's yeah. probably the best advice yeah, that i have em. no can't butt them because <laughs> that's 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 that just you know that's gonna sail past them. yeah and they're like oh We're she dumb. responded you know like okay it's like no you've just got to say hey really appreciate it but no not right now type of thing it's way easier or else you sit there and then yeah it's just ongoing and you finally have to like hey dummy quit <laughs> yeah that sounds terrible. That's probably my my piece of advice. Just straight up say, no, sorry. <laughs> Appreciate it, but nope. <laughs> there you go. Told you. Romance advice here on Mailbag Friday. Yeah. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Please watch Fox Sports Southwest tonight from 8 p.m. to 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, I will, again, be hosting High School Scoreboard Live if Very you're nice. into that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, I did all the other things. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Summer. <laughs> Vince Young, please get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you Monday on Texas Football Today. Mm-hmm.